Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. In this episode, we're covering some insane camera releases, as well as talking about our predictions for the upcoming Apple iPhone event on September 10th. Yeah, kicking off September releases and getting into the holiday fall Q3, Q4 season. It's an exciting time of the year. It's a great game to be played. Lots of seats are open. The crowd goes wild. Tons of cool players on the field. I think uh, Marquez Brownlee calls this Techtober in October. And of course, we have the iPhone in September. We're just getting into a huge holiday onslaught of smartphone releases. We just had the Note series come out. So it's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, the Pixel 4 I know will be coming out in the fall as well. So very exciting indeed. Uh, but first off, we got some quick news. Well, I guess it's quick, quick camera news. Qu- camera, camera news. I don't know what it is. It's it's quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news. Uh, what do we got up first, Stetson? We got a bunch of cameras, right? We got an onslaught of cameras, Gabe. All right. And you know, you've been keeping your eyes yes, out, right? Yes, I know. I'm 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 ready for the. What so do we, we got, got first? Four new cameras. All first right, one. Okay. We're talking 6K internal okay. recording. A seven K up to three sixty frames per second. Yes. This, this is, is I, gonna, great. I have to pre order this now, I think. Uh this is the Sony A seven S three, right? Panasonic no. S one. No, 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 no. Ooh, uh, Gabe, sorry, that is a tough loss for you there. Yeah. Uh but now, it's okay. Yeah. Because we actually had two cameras announced by Sony. Okay, well, we'll get to those in a second. I'm assuming that's like the A7S 3 and something else, but we'll get to those in a second. The S1H now from Panasonic, that's a full-frame camera, right? This is a full-frame camera, and it's packing. Okay, good. So we already have the S1 and the S1R from Panasonic that were re- released last uh, spring or in the fall sometime, and they're you know mainly for photography. The S1R, it's a high-res camera. The S1 is more of like kind of the a7 III type kind of for everyone. Uh, both of them are priced, you know, kind of in the $3,000 range. What's the S1H bringing in at? The S1H is ringing in at just under $4,000, $3,997. It's, yeah. it's expensive. Yeah, it's not cheap, but it does 6K, you said. It does 6K internal recording, uh, 10 bit at 420. Internal 4K recording, 10-bit at 422. Um, it's pretty good. I think the big perk for me with this camera is that there's no crop on the image. You know, we brought up the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 6K camera. That crops in on the image. Uh, when you switch to those lower resolution, it crops in on the sensor. No, with this, I, well, I think this does crop in, actually. Sorry to... To like burst my bubble? Yeah, your bubble is just completely burst. I'm pretty sure it crops into APS-C or Super 35 when you're doing 4K 60. Yeah, uh, it does crop at 4K 60, but um, for like just shooting regular 4K 30, that's going to be, I think, the full sensor readout. Okay, well, that's pretty good. And for people who are wondering, you said a bunch of 4242 blah, 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 stuff like that, 422, 420. Uh, for people wondering what that is, that is actually your... Uh, color sample um ratio and now how that works basically um is you have all right so it's four two four 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 is the best uh for example and that means if you have a row of two rows of four pixels right 
four pixels on top, four pixels underneath. Every uh, single pixel in those two rows are gonna get uh, color and Luma values. So Luma is your how dark or how bright it is, and color is obviously which color it is. So 444 is the optimal thing. Uh, now, if you get to other cameras, like for example, if it has 420, or 422, 422 will mean basically that it gets still all of them get Luma values, so you get how bright or dark it is, but the camera is going to start consolidating uh, your color information. So on the top row for 422, you're going to have, they're going to com combine two of the pixels into two, uh, into one pixel, so you only have two pixels on the top then, because it's going to take four pixels, turn them into two, and it's going to do the same thing on the bottom. So that means you have four, four, two rows of four pixels, but ultimately they're going to be two on the top, two on the bottom, right? Now, I follow. 420 is you're going to have two on the top and zero on the bottom because it's actually going to just be basically two blocks of color. That's interesting. Yeah. So now you can see clearly how much better 444 uh, is and then also how 422 is even better than 420 because you originally have or should have you know, if you have eight pixels, you should have eight pixel color values, but they, in order to save space and processing speed, they're going to actually cut those down to 420, actually only having two values of color. Wow, that's a good explanation, Gabe. The good thing for me, at least, is the 4K will support 422 color, so you will get those extra color uh, values while you're recording. Yeah. Um, and, and the 10-bit color space, as we went over in the past episode, um, basically means you get more options for colors. Uh, so yeah, better color values overall. This camera does look extremely solid. I would say more in a studio environment. The one thing I wanted to comment on here is the autofocus. The S1H from Panasonic is using contrast-based autofocus. And from what I've seen, it's been super mediocre for video performance, like tracking subjects and things like that. It's slower, doesn't quite follow you as fast as say Canon's dual pixel autofocus or even what Sony has to offer. Um, so not really for vlogging. It is a little bit of a chunkier camera. Well, that's um, what I was gonna but, say. That's why I think it's not for vlogging. Yeah, it weighs 2.5 pounds. That's pretty heavy. That's It's a hefty camera. Uh, again, I think better in a studio environment with more controlled scenarios still I mean, it's kind of expensive at $4,000, but you are getting full frame 6K video, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, probably won't switch to this. I have, you know, decent amount of Sony glass, so I'll probably stick with Sony. But if they didn't release the A7S III, which I think they did, it's one of those new cameras, right? Yeah, there uh, were there were two cameras uh, released yeah. recently by Sony. Uh, so, but anyways, I, I would... This is possibly on my radar, but I think right now, other than a Sony camera, if I had to look out there, I'd look most likely at either possibly the Blackmagic uh, 6K, Pocket Cinema Camera 6K, or maybe something from Canon. Those are good options. Um, and I think Fujifilm, they have their X-T3, which you could consider as well for uh, 6K video. Yeah, that that's enticing. But moving on to the Sony cameras, because this has got to be the A7S III, right? Oh, yeah, Gabe. So uh, from Sony... We had, of course, the A6100. This is right. a new mirrorless point-and-shoot APS-C right, camera. Well, yeah, what's the other one? The other one's full frame, okay, right? Okay, and the other... Oh, oh God. It's, no. Oh, God. Uh, well, like Gabe, it's, it's a really good camera, but it's the Sony A6600. 
Oh my god, Sony. Sony Sony is just trolling us now. Like this is out of control. They've released now one, two, they've released the RX 100 Mark 7. They've released the A7R4. And now they've released these two. That's four cameras uh, in the past like three months and no A7S3. So Sony, you're doing me doing me dirty on this thing. Uh, but anyways, the A6 uh, A66 and A6100 are exciting cameras. Uh, all jokes aside, both APS-C, uh, and mainly that's exciting because it's a cheaper camera, so it's better for uh, beginner filmmakers and people just getting started, and also uh, for traveling because it's not as big of a camera body. Absolutely. I would say this actually fits really well into, let's say, your beginner first camera for getting into YouTube, right, where the Sony A6600 starts at $1,400, which is a little expensive, but you're getting 4K video at 30 frames per second, 1080p up to 120 frames per second. And the game changer here is Sony introduced real-time eye detect autofocus during video. This is well, huge. It's not, I don't think it's introduced. It's brought it over from the A7R4. Correct. They so, took, I guess, so I guess they took it from the R4 and introduced it to this, you could say, but it's... Yeah, I mean, this is like their more budget lineup, and th yeah. that's a really amazing feature. Yeah, I mean, going back to the S3, it's exciting that if they're putting this all in their budget, like APS-C um, cameras, what are they going to do in their full-frame, you know, top-of-the-line video camera when slash if it ever comes out? To differentiate it, right. Yeah. I mean, I, looking at what Panasonic did in the S1H, I would be definitely hoping that uh, Sony would match that with the S3 and hopefully go a little further, possibly getting 4K60 on the full frame sensor and, uh, you know, getting 6K, obviously, with maybe the 10-bit color. I don't know, Gabe. I was hearing that some people are losing faith and hope that Sony will have 4K60 in the A7S3 because these two new cameras from Sony actually didn't. There were no improvements to the bit depth, frame rate, or resolution yeah, on but they, these cameras. They have to be able to dif differentiate it somewhere, right? You don't want to come out with, you know, your two, like this would be if Canon came out with better features in their, you know, lower spec, you know, like T7 series cameras or Nikon came out, you know, with better features in their, uh, you know, D5200 stuff. So I, I, sense. I don't really, ex I don't see that as a bad thing. I see it as more, you know, these cameras, if you look at what they're replacing, they're replacing the uh, A6500 and kind of the A5100, I guess would be their two replacements. And yeah, they're both doing incredible things. I mean, the big thing here is how many bat how long the battery life is. It's their new uh, Z battery pack, and it will actually do 720 shots before being swapped out. Like, that's ridiculous. That is very impressive. What what other cameras use that Z battery? I'm actually not sure. Do you know? I have no idea. I was really okay. hoping you could come oh, through on boy. that one. Well, I uh, will quickly Google it. But while I'm Googling it, why don't you mention some more specs, possibly? Yeah, I think the other big thing here with these small cameras is the flip up screen. So I mentioned real-time eye detect autofocus. You pair that with a screen that flips up so you can see yourself, boom. This is looking and shaping up to be one of the best video cameras for vloggers. 
Okay, well, now I got the Z series. That one actually is used in your A7 III, by the way. That so. was awkward. I really should have known uh, that, you, but I, yeah. I never pull the battery out of my camera because I have to charge it while it's in the camera. What? So I, you don't have a, like a dual charger? No, I don't have. I have oh. one battery, and it just sits in the camera. Well, that's battery that's, life that's is that definitely good. a testament to how good the battery is. I have currently four or five batteries for my S3. I mean, S2. Sorry, I've already gotten started saying S3 so much, uh, and you know, that's a common thing with older Sony cameras. So that's good that their new Z series is better. But yeah, these are uh, out now, uh, available available for pre-order. I think currently, and I'm not sure when they are shipping. Um, do you know? I think sometime in November. Okay. That's, that's yeah, that's kind of expected. It'll be out uh, for the holiday season. And, you know, yeah, good good Sony cameras. I've used them before. I know a lot of uh, people like them better for vlogging than their full-frame cameras because they're lighter. So that's one thing. And also they're cheaper, but you still get a lot of the things like the 5-axis in-body stabilization um, and just that good sony quality with the 4k 30 and the slow motion of hd and 120 frames a second the one thing the one thing i do want to i do want to note is those specs are really for the a6600 the a6100 first of all comes in starting at 750 dollars for the body very affordable price point but you're losing out on in-body image stabilization you're losing out on that real-time eye detect autofocus and you're losing out on s-log and HLG picture profiles. Um, you also have a slightly lower resolution electronic viewfinder. So some things to keep in mind, but at that $750 price point, this is still an incredibly compelling offering from Sony. Okay, yeah, uh, just read the shipping date, Friday, November 29th. So right at the end of November, you know, after you had a good turkey, Thanksgiving or whatever, get that new camera, start shooting some beautiful stuff in the snow and whatnot. It's almost too soon for that. It's still like hot outside. We haven't even made it through yeah, fall don't, let's yet. Let's not think about that. Let's think about the two other new cameras that we got uh, from Canon. Now, these, unfortunately, were not full-frame cameras. That would be exciting, you know, to see a new mirrorless uh, full-frame possibly dedicated for video. But no, not the case. We're seeing some two new APS-C sensor cameras. What are they, Setson? We have today with us the Canon EOS M6 Mark II, starting at $850, and the Canon 90D, starting at $1,200. Wow, the 90D now, for people who don't know, that is the follow-up to the 80D, which was the follow-up to the 70D. And that series of video, of DSLR cameras, uh, is dedicated to video, right? It's, I would say it's more focused for video. It's been extremely popular on YouTube. Uh, Casey Neistat basically used the Canon 70D to launch his channel into uh, fame and oblivion. So having well, a and, and he's still, the crazy thing was he's just still using that. Even I know as recent as like last year, uh, he was, well, not the 70D, but the 80D. And this is some guy, you know, Casey could afford any camera on the market easily and he went with the canon you know ADD because that was the one that was lightest most durable you know yeah and great lenses for it too i think ultimately just easy to use it has a great touch screen on the back easy to tap to focus you Reliable. can easily navigate the menu system um, and the dual pixel autofocus in the canon cameras is absolutely phenomenal despite the extremely small 
autofocus area when you compare it with other autofocus options out there. Okay, so uh, we got 4K recording. Did they put dual pixel autofocus on the 4K recording, Stetson? I think yes. No, the answer is no. They did not. 50-50 shot. I had a 50-50. Hey, I'm done taking tests right now. My yeah. multiple choice, true-false skills clearly decline. You're not, you're not up for the challenge anymore. But yeah, that was a bit of a bummer that they didn't do that. Um, or wait, did they do that? Now I'm now I just confused myself. They didn't bring 4K 24 frames a second is one thing. That is true. This is a true fact. There's no 24 frames per second recording on these cameras. No explanation why. That's like the standard cinematic look. Personally, I'm a 30 frames per second kind of guy, so I couldn't care less about this. But I do know some people out there kind of upset about it. Um, I guess to Gabe's point, they did introduce eye detection um, and face detection while recording. But, but, here's the but. If you want to shoot slow motion video, 1080p at 120 frames per second, this is where you lose out. You get no continuous autofocus and you get no sound. Uh, you get both of these features when you are shooting at 120 frames per second with the Sony cameras. So I honestly, spec-wise and price-wise, Sony continues to deliver, in my mind, better price-to-performance ratio. That said, you can still have a great experience if you're interested in picking up a Canon camera. They have great color science. The uh, Dual Pixel AF, when it is working, works extraordinarily well. Um, and Canon, of course, has phenomenal lens support. So I still think these cameras will be appreciated by the Canon community, but it would have really been great to see Canon push the envelope, maybe do 4K60, maybe offer some other features. Um, and, and these cameras do feel a little lackluster when you stack them up against Sony's uh, recent announcements. Yeah. The amazing thing is, though, that I don't know if you mentioned it there, that it doesn't have the crop on 4K. I did not mention that, but that is yeah. a very that is, huge That point. was one thing that we've both been upset about on the EOS R and the EOS RP. Uh, those are Sony's, I mean, Canon's mirrorless cameras that are full frame, and you'd expect, oh, full frame, you get the full sensor. No, not the case. But with this one, the crop sensor, it's a 32 megapixel sensor, and they're using the full sensor, most likely either sampling all the uh, pixels and then downgrading the resolution to 4K, or doing some line skipping, possibly. We're not quite sure. Uh, I guess the other thing I will add is because these are APS-C uh, sensor size cameras, you will get a 1.6 times crop just on everything, uh, but that's that's normal across all APS-C cameras. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing necessarily. I know uh, a lot of people actually like it for wildlife photography, sports photography, things where you need to use long lenses it's actually a way to get closer to the action where you don't have to, you know, go buy a 600 millimeter lens. You can work with a, you know, two to 400 and basically get the equivalent of a 600 millimeter. So absolutely really nice uh, to see. Moving on. This is still the quick news, quick news, quick news segment, even though it's kind of been dominated by like cameras and just all these huge releases. The last thing that we saw uh, was a camera that could fit, you know, inside of one of these cameras well i don't know that's not really a good Gabe, comparison what, what are you talking about i don't right know now? It's, it's it basically it could sit easily on one of the screens of these cameras maybe that's the best way this is the insta 360 um mini now i forgot the name of it i'm i'm reading right oh, here insta 360 go go that's what it was 
Uh, and yeah, that is a camera that is like about the size of a thumb, I guess is the best way to say it. Like it's, well, how would you, like how big would you say it is? Like what's a good size comparison? All right. I would say I'm looking uh, around at stuff near me. Get, get a chapstick. If you have chapstick, you have chap lips and you're like, yeah, oh man, let me, a... let me, let me grab some chapstick. It's about the size of maybe one, one and a half chapstick containers. Not even. No, it's about, it's about one. One chapstick container. Camera. This is a camera we're talking about, by the way. Yeah, and this is aimed at, you know, being like an action camera, but not being, like, take away the action part of it, put in a little more camera, take a little bit from the spectacles of capturing everyday life POV, and that's kind of what it is. If you don't know who Insta360 is, they make uh, actually some 360 cameras. Surprise, surprise. Uh, And one of them is the popular 360X. And they've pioneered this really popular stabilization methods, which allow, you know, the camera can be spinning every which way and they can get some crazy stabilization using uh, software and the, you know, accelerometer sensors that are in the camera. And that's basically what they're doing here. This Insta360 Go is basically, you know, supposed to be kind of that camera that the vlogger can bring with them as an extra camera or can be for someone to put up on Instagram. Starts at $200. And, you know, has some really cool stuff with auto editing, uh, hyperlapse, uh, time lapses, stuff like that. And features a really, you know, new and unique uh, charging system where you just kind of clip it into a case and it sticks with a magnet uh, and can charge on the go. This is looking super neat. Um, I think this is definitely going to be a, a really fascinating camera when it gets in the hands of creators. I think there's a lot of untapped potential with it. And this is kind of, I think, the challenge with these cameras, possibly even with GoPro and action cams, like what is the real use case for it? it, it sometimes it's hard to see right off the bat, um, but this is a very tiny camera that's going to have some really cool creative possibilities. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Swiss army knife. It's kind of like what, what I'd say. Oh, that's a put, great comparison. If you put like, a if you lens, talk- yeah, put a lens on like one end of the, of the flat side of a Swiss army knife. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, it does. It records in clips, which is kind of cool. You know, you can either hit a, a 15 second, a 30 second, or a 60 second clips. You know, because it's or actually, sorry, 60 second or uh, 30 second only. 15 seconds. You can edit it in the um, app, and then once you record all your highlights, your clips and stuff, or your time lapses or whatever, you then plug it into your smartphone uh, and the using the app, which I think is called Flow Cut uh, or Flash Cut. Sorry. Uh, it's an AI-powered app, and it can do all the cropping and the cutting and put it to music and stuff. And, yeah, basically get you something that you can, you know, film all day, your travels, your adventures or whatever with your friends. Plug it in when you get home or when you're driving home at the end of the night uh, and do a quick edit, ready to go, and have it uploaded in, like, less than 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm looking at this. It, it looks like they're really trying to market it towards consumers with that AI auto-editing features. Basically, you can go on a trip on vacation where this... Um, Insta360 Go with you. It'll capture footage and then you plug it in with to your phone at the end of the day. It'll auto edit an amazing highlight of your adventures. At least that's what they want you to see. It looks like it also charges via a somewhat AirPod looking like case. Um, yeah, that's that magnetic case. It's kind of reminiscent of either the AirPods or some of like the um, Apple Watch charging things where it has that like magnetic contact point so you got to line up. 
but it's supposedly a very strong magnet. Uh, you can clip it on into there and they even have a mount that's like a necklace with a little medallion that you can put behind your shirt and just put the thing up and it'll clip through your shirt and magnetically hold right on there so you can get cool POV shots. The thing is, and this is the big catch, resolution wise, we were talking about 6K earlier. No, obviously no 6K. 4K is a very popular thing. GoPros have that. Pretty much all smartphones, nope, no 4K. All right. 2.7K, yes, this records at 2.7K. However, you can only really export it at 1080p, um, 920 into the app, either cropping square 1080p, 1080p, or uh, rectangular, you know, 169, 1080p, 1920, uh, and that's 25 frames a second. Then if you wanna go higher speeds, say 1,000 frames a second, that you're gonna be stuck at 1600 by 900, so little low definitely uh so not ideal you know for people actually creating for online stuff like real filmmaking but obviously this is intended for mobile uh viewing mobile social networks and you know for two hundred dollars can't really complain yeah this seems very affordable uh it's a really cool offering and it's i could actually see it competing very well with gopro in terms of how i'm seeing my friends use gopros um, the kind of footage they're they're uh, showing on their website. So that seems like a pretty neat. Yeah, camera. and and mentioning GoPro, we did actually get some GoPro rumors for the GoPro Eight. Uh, should be coming out most likely. We'll see at the end of September. That's traditionally when GoPro announces their new cameras. Maybe they'll announce it a little early, but it'll probably ship uh, mid to end September, possibly October. And we'll it'll be called the GoPro Eight uh, and feature some accessories that you can add, like a screen that could flip up you know, lights that you can put on top, stuff like that, possibly. And we'll see the GoPro 360 Max, which will be their new replacement for the GoPro Fusion or their 360 camera. So yeah, exciting stuff coming uh, from the action community. But those aren't the rumors we're going to talk about. We're here mainly to talk about some exciting uh, rumors and speculations for the Apple event coming up on September 10th. Woo! Mark your Woo. calendars. Get excited. Yeah. Uh, request your vacation time now. Check so you can your take invite. The day off. That you you got the invite, right? Uh oh oh man, I did not get an invite. Huh? I didn't get mine either from them. That's weird. Do App- they are are they uh U- UPS FedEx? Do you know how those come usually? I don't know how they send that. Maybe it got picked up in my spam folder. Probably that's and I, oh I already deleted that. So I probably got an invite to their event, but I just deleted it. Oh well, whatever. Usual happens to everybody, Gabe. I just, you know yeah. take it easy, man. Yeah, I know they're they're really catering to a lot of channels under uh you know twenty thirty thousands and podcasts under a thousand listens. So they were really going after us. They're probably going to be upset we're not there. That's uh, okay. Maybe they'll make an announcement on the stage, see if anyone's uh, seen us or, you know, inquire about us. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we can still talk about the what we're going to see there. Sure, we'll some predictions. streaming online. Yeah. But before we do, why don't we get into our not sponsored uh, bit, talk about who we're not sponsored by, who's not paying us to talk about them, what is not paying us to talk about them, or why is not paying us to talk about them? I don't when it's not I guess it's only what and Gabe who. let's just get 30 seconds on the clock and get this not sponsored segment ready to go all right are you first or am I first who's first I can go first. who's on first no what's on second I don't know who's on third I don't know, I don't know who's on third I think I don't know I'll you go first all right okay. you ready I think and I'm ready 30 seconds on the clock here we go your desk is incredibly important to your work your health 
and creating the content you love. Consider getting the Jarvis Bamboo Wooden Upstanding Desk for maximum performance, aesthetic, and allowing you to create content on your feet. Check out the Jarvis Bamboo Upstanding Desk today. It's a wooden bamboo standing desk um, by Fully. It's affordable, stylish, allows you to stand up to make outstanding work. I think that could have probably been 10 seconds, that one. Yeah, it got kind of repetitive in there. Um, I feel like their 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 title of their product is pretty self-explanatory. It really is. Now, it really do, is. You, do you have this desk? Yeah, or? so I, I have this desk. It's currently at the office because I spend a lot more time at the office right now than I do at home. Yeah. It's super nice. I love the height adjustments. Um, I love being able to stand and do work. And something that I think is underrated is it can actually go really low. And I find having a desk that's lower to the floor, depending on what chair I'm using, can make a more ergonomic so can, position like, for me. Lie on the ground, right? It's it's more kinda, like kind of lie under it and like have it like right on top of you. I get. I I think you're thinking of different things. All right, let me get thirty seconds on the clop. All right, clop the clop the here. Clop. Yeah, the clop. That's right. I like to make up words when I'm speaking on a podcast, but only well, when speaking on well, a podcast. We're not sponsored by anyone, so you don't have to. We're not reading from any scripts or anything. We don't have to get any copyright. So this is true. Um, five minutes. Oh, wait, we use stop. Five watches. minutes on the clock. All right. I can do it for five minutes. Here we go. <laughs> Peruses. Wow. You must really like yeah. this product. All right. Yeah. We've got the stopwatch up on your mark. Get set. Begin. Uh, today I'd like to say we're also not sponsored by Ecosia. Now you probably use Google to search like most people out there. However, if you've been hearing, we've been cutting down a lot of trees around the world or burning a lot of trees. So if you want to do something good with your searches, use Ecosia. They're a search engine that plants trees with the ad revenue they get. 80% of the profits go to charities and organizations that focus on reforestation, and they've planted to date uh, 66 million trees thus far. It's an iPhone, Android app, or Chrome extension. Check it out. Do some good with your searches. That's Boom. it. Wow. Yeah. Do you use them at all? I have used them, and then I went back to Google because Google's just better at searching. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I use them off and on. You know, I have the app on my phone. Uh, if I remember to, I'll go search some stuff through there. Uh, I put the Chrome extension on a couple of different, uh, you know, profiles I use, so I use them there. Yeah, it's it's a nice thing to do. They're doing some good for the world, make you feel a little bit better about, uh, you know, what your life has. You know, a lot of a lot of tech isn't very good for the planet, so this is a welcome to change. It is. I do appreciate what they're doing, and I like their efforts. Um, I guess you could use them to search for Google. I know people do that, probably an embarrassing amount. <laughs> yeah. No, that's probably the number one search term right now. Let me go on Bing and search for Google. <laughs> you know yeah. what happens. Yeah. All right, Gabe, let's let's go in. We're going to be having an iPhone event next next week by the time this podcast is announced. Yeah, it's September Pe 10th on a Tuesday. People are going to be searching for new terms for all these new announcements. What do you think people are going to be searching for? What do you think is going to be shown at this keynote? Well, I think they're going to be searching for our podcast to see what our predictions are and getting our bingo card that we're creating right now with our predictions because it is Apple event bingo. This isn't a yearly tradition. This is a first time tradition, I guess. Uh, Actually, maybe it'll become, if you go yeah. on Reddit, this is a real thing. People do this online. 
but we're going to be making a card so you can play along too. Yeah, people people do this for movies. People do this for anything pretty much out there you can do it for. We're going to be making a card. So if you want to go to our social media, Pinch to Zoom Pod or Pinch to Zoom Podcast, you can screenshot it, play along, uh, and have some fun uh, during the keynote event. All right, so how you play bingo, it's a 5x5 five five card, basically. We're not going to be talking too much about where we're putting these on the card because that is more of a visual thing and podcasts, as you know, are an audio medium. So great planning on our part. But the only thing we got to say is uh, in the center, in the free space, I have determined what we're going to put there is that they're going to say it's the greatest iPhone they've ever made. I think we're going to have Tim Cook specifically enunciating uh, no, that this is, sentence. This is supposed to be a free space. We don't have to go any further. It's just, okay. this is pretty much a given I think they've said it every year. I kind of would want them to not say it once. Like, you know, guys, you got to be honest. We've phoned it in this year uh, and we've just gone back and repackaged the iPhone 8 a little bit. Uh, you know, not too great, but hey, we're going to make it look better, but it's still not the greatest. It's like, you know, guys, we made new phones this year, but we were actually talking with the engineering team and some of the developers. Uh, and this is the first year they haven't upgraded. They actually think last year's model is better um so yeah it's, it's kind of like when you go and you're trying to cook a new recipe and like oh this is gonna be so good and they're like you know this didn't come out as good as i was thinking and then you tell the people you're serving it to you're like guys you know i tried hard and they're like oh, okay you know so imagine everyone just is like really appreciative apple you know we appreciate that honesty we're gonna go buy those new 1200 dollars smartphones for sure it's like help us meet our quotas yeah all right but so that yeah that's the free space in the center now we're just going to go through back and forth alternating on our predictions should have i think 24 total uh hopefully we get there all right we'll find out who you go wants first me yeah take it off all right so i think the natural segue into this is you know we were talking a lot about cameras at the start of this podcast iphone incredibly popular camera i'd actually be interested to see which smartphone is responsible for capturing the most pictures. Besides the point, this year on the new iPhones, we're seeing a triple camera setup. I predict this will actually be limited to the iPhone. It's called the iPhone 11 for this podcast. I think this is going to be limited to the iPhone 11 Max. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably a good prediction. I mean, we definitely won't see it on the lower cost iPhone, uh, but question of whether they'll bring it to the middle one is interesting i i kind of can see where you're right because they did bring the two cameras first to the larger phone uh you know the 7 plus 8 plus first and then eventually brought it to the regular sized one but don't we have no i guess we don't have three cameras on the regular size s10 as well so is yeah, we just two? Oh, we yeah, do. We do. yeah we, we do, do have three we have do you have four cameras on the larger one no the larger one for the S10 was getting an additional front-facing depth sensor. Yeah. So I guess I, I can. it kind of keeps in line with some of the stuff other manufacturers are doing. I'd say that's a pretty safe bet that we're getting three cameras. The main thing is whether or not we'll get it on both of those. I really hope it is on both. All right, Gabe, what do you got? Well, I guess you were, before we get further in, let's just talk about uh, the naming. I'm going to put down for one of the spots that they're gonna get rid of the numbers. Now this is going out on a limb a bit and people have been saying it for a while. Wait, but so we had numbers and then we had Roman numerals. Are you saying they're just, they're just gonna drop everything? 
I don't know. This is this is I I I this is I'm very iffy on this one. But I just wanted to go with something. You know, we have to get out there, uh, do some risks. We can't just easily fill out the whole card. So yeah, I'm putting down that they're gonna go maybe call it the iPhone. The cheaper one will call be called the iPhone R possibly, uh, and then you'll have an iPhone Pro for the larger one. Maybe I don't know. It's a bit skeptical because they do like the numbers because that incentivizes people upgrading every year. And getting rid of them, people will be more likely to keep their phones longer. I can kind of see that because they did this with iPad, right? We had just at one point the new iPad. That's what it was called. I do think that was more confusing for consumers. So in my personal opinion, I think they will attach a number to this. I think we'll switch away from the Roman numerals um, because, you know, we had 10 and then they did their S year, so they did 10S, which makes sense. This year, we're looking at a new new number system. I think we're just going to go back to, to regular old numbers. This is going to be iPhone 11. I don't know, because they got to they gotta put a stop to the numbers eventually. I mean, are we going to be on the iPhone 36 eventually? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, all right. What's your next prediction? Uh, my prediction is about the design of these phones. I think we're going to see the new iPhones. This is the alternating year. Every two years, Apple comes out historically with a new design besides the iPhone like 6, 6S, 7, 8. That was all the same. But besides that, it's usually every every two years. I think we're going to see an iPhone design mirroring the new iPad Pro design that was announced in the fall. This had flat edges, really sleek. I think going with that could make these new iPhones look absolutely amazing that would be very annoying for me because i have one of the iphones from the last year and it will most likely make me extremely jealous and want the new ones even more so let's not do that apple let's make it look exactly the same so i can still pretend that i have the uh, new iphone but yeah that's i I could see why they do that and that, that as you said they do that every other year this is the design update year so we can look forward to that my next prediction uh, is that we won't see new Apple Watches and well, won't see a new edition of the Apple Watch. It's in an I- Apple Watch 5 and we'll instead only see uh, ceramic and titanium additions added to the lineup of the Apple Watch 4. Well, Gabe, I think that's reasonable, but only time will tell. That is very true. Thank you for stating an absolute fact. These are supposed to be predictions that are out on limbs, okay? So... <laughs> Let's let's get out get a little further out on a limb. What do you got? Ooh, here's one. If we're going out on the limb, as in likely to not happen at all, I'm predicting we're gonna get a fast charging wall adapter in the box. Okay, yeah, that's you might as well be saying that uh, Steve Jobs is gonna come back from the grave. That's more likely than a fast charger. In the yeah, box. it's so it's yeah. I don't. Why did I even put that? It's yeah. just not gonna. But we'll but I would off. love to see that, and that you know that that could be likely uh, if you consider what other manufacturers are doing. Apple does tend to take what Android did like three years ago, and then pretend it's like the newest thing, and that they thought of it. And I think it was about three or so years ago. Yeah, that that seems right. Like three or so years ago. Yeah, yeah we started getting fast chargers, and we're like, hey, this would be really cool, and they yeah, didn't have. Right? So yeah, maybe I don't know. Throwing uh, it out there. That would be exciting. My next prediction uh, for this bingo Apple game is that they will have a developer on stage demoing a new video game or something that will be released with Apple Arcade. Ooh, I, I had that too. That's, yeah. I think that's really likely. 
yeah, they pretty much try to do this every Apple event or every, you know, uh, WWDC, have someone on stage demoing a cool th- new 3D game and showcasing, like, what you can get on the App Store. And they have the plus of this time they're launching the Apple Arcade. So, yeah, this is almost a given, I'm pretty sure. I think we'll actually see Apple Arcade go live on September 10th or that Friday. And uh, to your point, yeah, they Apple had... Game developers showcasing AR Lego, so like constructing things in Lego and AR. We had Minecraft in AR. I think we're going to see you another game AR? company. Yeah. AR we're going to see it in or or just a 3D, ba- you know, like 3D RPG or something like that. Maybe. I, yeah. I They've been pushing a lot of AR, so it could go either way. All right. Well, moving on, what's your next prediction? Okay. I think we're going to see a stupid amount of iPhone colors this year. Yeah, I had that down too. I had rainbow colored iPhones. And Gabe, like what drove you to this prediction? Uh, Probably the same thing that did for you, which was the invite that I I didn't get. So I looked at other people's invites uh, like Marquez and some of the, you know, MacRumors.com, some of the invites they got. And the Apple logo is made up of multiple colors, kind of like the original Apple logo in the eighties or so that was like the, you know, the, the max three or five stripes, I think of colors. This one's kind of more of an ethereal kind of like glass five color stack to form the Apple logo us. And they always try to do some little hints in their invites. So that's what I think I'm going to take from it. And a lot of people have been taking from it online. I think Apple saw a success with their, iPhone 10R, which shipped with a lot of really fun colors. And I think this year we're going to see a similar color lineup for both the, I'll call it the 11R and the 11 and the 11 Max. You think they'll bring it to their, you know, their more premium line? I, I do. I actually do. I, I could see that. I, I hope they still keep around some of the traditional, uh, you know, like gold and space gray and stuff like that. But some colors would be a nice mix up. Uh, we've seen that from Samsung, you know, with their blues and uh, the pinks and stuff like that. So it'd be exciting. Uh, keep an eye out for that. My next prediction, uh, I have to cross out the rainbow colored iPhones because I had that too, obviously. Um, I'm going to say that we're going to see a video shot and edited completely on the iPhone. I love that prediction. Yeah, it seems pretty likely. I mean, maybe not. But the big thing Apple is trying to showcase this year, obviously, is the cameras uh, with three cameras on the back we're saying of the newer bigger iPhones and they also have the new video editing software in iOS 13 so seems like a perfect marriage right there perfect way to promote both I love the way you are seeing that that's a great idea I I really think we could uh, see this happen do you think we'll get 6k no 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 6k most likely I think it'll still be 4k which is totally fine uh do you think this will be done by a creator or someone like that yeah. Or like, like, I, a, I like mean, a filmmaker or someone, maybe? Think of it. We've had Jonathan Morrison from TLD doing like a bunch of editing on iPad challenges. We've seen that kind of bouncing around YouTube here and there. I think it's plausible Apple could bring in a creator, something like that, to edit together a complete video on the new iPhone. Yeah. The one thing I would say, actually, as I was, as I was saying, creator, is I think Samsung has been gearing more for the, like, the YouTube creator space. Apple seems to do like traditional filmmakers or stuff like that. So that might be what we get or we just get uh, something that they made on their own edited completely on the iPhone. 
Sure. All right, next up for me, I'm going larger batteries. I think this is basically a given. iPhones, yeah. uh, they're... I mean, I mean they, they're always going to increase the battery life. So it's like better battery or better processor, most likely both. I think both on this year. A, a better processor is also a given. I, I never actually wrote that down, but I think yeah, we're going mean, to see... Yeah, that could have been our free space, the A13. A13. What, like, Bionic? They already did Bionic. Um, what's another... A13 Terminator. Well, no, what's know. another, like, buzzword? Uh, I don't know. AI? No, A13, maybe, like... I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what it is, but there probably will be an associated buzzword. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're definitely right with the bigger batteries, uh, and they could possibly do that with the new design of the phones. Uh, one thing I'm hoping we're not going to see gotten rid of is the 3d touch i'm hoping that this will stay around there's the rumors they're going to get rid of it but i don't know about you i personally actually have really grown to like 3d touch i i love it i love it passionately in fact if the new iphone doesn't have it this might be the first year i don't buy it think i'm going to return it and then keep it and sell my old one i might actually buy it and then sell it because i'm absolutely in love with 3d touch i use it all the time on a daily basis quickly composing messages just moving my cursor around when i'm composing stuff 3d yeah. touch tremendously useful and it's why i would even recommend people get a gently used iphone 10 over oh, a new 10r no. comes the swap a plug i was actually not gonna plug oh, swap wow. there so we See, can now we you just move on you've like stockholmed me into like already anticipating when it's coming and just doing it for you yeah wow. basically all right. Well, what's your next uh, prediction here? I liked going with the color splash. This is this is out okay. there. I didn't see anyone talking about this. Also, I didn't search for it, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna throw it. It's easy to not see it when you cover your eyes. <laughs> AirPods. We're gonna see AirPods with color. Ooh. Are you are you saying an air a black? Are you gonna see that they're gonna go the the dark I think mode? we're gonna see black AirPods. I'm going out there. I think we're going to see AirPods to match the new colored iPhones. Because how cool oh, would that be? Damn, Getting that a new a very, iPhone, yeah. new AirPods, color matched. That's what I think. That's a pretty good prediction. I like that. That's I haven't seen that many places. You think they will be actually new AirPods or just new colors? I'm going to have to go with new colors at this point. Because yeah, they, they that's, just that's did that I update. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I had a similar one for my next one. Uh, I think they're going to announce, or maybe not announce, but release alongside some new Beats headphones. I see that. I can I can yeah. bump to that. Yeah, oh, good one there. Yeah, uh, yeah they to... haven't released any new Beats headphones in a while. As you know, Apple owns Beats, and it could be alongside that AirPods thing, or if they don't do the AirPods, maybe they'll just do some uh, new Beats headphones in similar colors. It might not be announced at the keynote, but I think... You'll see them in like the promo pictures and stuff like that. Sure, on the store page. Yep, or on like some screen slides on, during the keynote. Sure, I buy that. I buy that. Speaking yep. of buying things, okay. prediction, I think we're going to see an Apple credit card update. I think we're going to get some stats, how many people have signed up. A little bit of a touch on that. I know both you and I now have our Apple cards. Um, so I think... I think there will be mention of it. I think even with the pricing of the new iPhones, they'll bring it up there as well. I could see them talking about the 3% cash back if you choose to buy with Apple Card. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility and a way they could 
advertise the prices as being lower if you get that cash back. And Apple is definitely one that likes to, you know, flaunt their stuff and be like, yeah, look at how many signups we got or stuff like that. Uh, so I'll definitely expect that. And also, uh, they, I know they've recently released a partnership with Uber of doing, I think it was Uber of doing 5% back. Um, and they're probably going to be other companies in the future. So they might be announcing maybe some of those possibly alongside. I agree. All right, Gabe, what do you got next? Next thing I got, uh, uh, is kind of, uh, this is, this actually isn't about the events about what we won't see at the event. I think we're going to be waiting till another fall event in October for the 16 inch MacBook and new iPads. I, I agree with that. Um, that's usually how it's done. Apple will have a dedicated event focused on their iPhone, Apple Watch, and health. Then, then there will be a follow-up event in the fall focused on iPad and Mac. So, And we have heard rumors about this new 16-inch MacBook Pro for a while. I do think it's very plausible that's going to come out later in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't really see them doing uh, much else at this event. But it does feel kind of empty with just the new iPhones and not if they don't release a new Apple Watch and just the new like titanium and ceramic versions. It feels kind of empty. I could see them talking more about their services in this one. Maybe they launch Apple TV Plus. They you well, know that's not coming out till November. I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, may- they could still talk about it. <laughs> they could talk about yeah, it. I think really that was actually all. one of my predictions was uh, I'll just get to it since we basically touched it now was that they're going to have Apple's TV streaming service sprinkled throughout the keynote, but never really talk about it exclusively. Like they'll, it'll be like, like I said, like, you know, on the slide, you know, for the showing iOS 13 on the new iPhones, they'll have like, you know, the TV plus app on there and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, sure. Like they, they had the, have. um, like they had the pinch to zoom podcast podcast yeah, that, icon in iTunes on the, the model on the WWDC. That was yeah, really what, nice of them. That was cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. We got, a, I don't know how many we've done now. I think we were like over halfway, definitely. Uh, what's your next one? Speaking of things we're not going to see, air power. Just no mention, no talk. It's just... Well, that's, 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 I mean, I don't think we'll ever see that again. That is vanished into thin air. Okay, how about another one? Okay. USB-C on iPhone. You don't, you think we're not going to see that? I do not think we're going to see it. I want to see it desperately. Apple pioneered USB-C on all their new laptops. The new iPads, USB-C. But I think we're going to see lightning on these new iPhones. And that's just the way it's going to be. The question is, and going back to your fast charging adapter, is will we see a USB-C to lightning cable included or will it be a traditional USB-C? Uh, lightning, like USB 3.0 to lightning. I really like that. I think we will see, I think we're going to see a standard annoying power brick. I think it will be USB-C though. I think this is the year we see that. You think so? That's, I feel like we'll never see that from Apple. I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll be all wirelessly charging and they'll still be including that USB uh, 3.0 regular chunky USB charger. Uh, perhaps, so. perhaps but I, I would love to see it I, i'd love them to prove me wrong and give us an extra spot on our bingo card all right uh did we mention privacy that's one of mine i think apple loves to uh you know throw their weight around about how much they're into privacy because they don't have to you know use all your data and steal all your data and siphon every little bit out so that they can sell ads uh to companies or sell you more products like amazon facebook or google so 
they're going to talk about privacy quite a bit, I think, and about how much they're doing to help you protect yours. That's a really great idea. It fits well into their strategy, uh, especially after that recent scandal where Siri recordings were being sent off and analyzed and people were hearing things they should not have been hearing. Um, so I buy that. I buy that. Yeah, though, wasn't that, that was, um, the serial recordings are anonymized, though. This is true. This is true. So they could hear, you know, they could hear you saying, oh, I'm going to go kill that person, but uh, they wouldn't know who it was, which is good, because then the police didn't catch me. It's good. Wait, what? Gabe. Uh, Moving on, what's your next prediction? I think we're going to see, scrolling, all right, here's another one. OLED displays on all the iPhones. Really? Huh. Because aren't a lot of people thinking that we'll see LCDs on them? This is true. I'm I'm going with this prediction. Maybe we could change it in the actual bingo no, card. No, no, no. I, I like it. Go with but it. We gotta go out on some limbs. The go out on the smallest branches. <laughs> hanging on by a thread. Oh, it's creaking. I still keep going out. <laughs> it's like that squirrel that just goes to the end of the branch and is just like yeah. bouncing up and down in the wind. Anyway, the Reaching reason- out for the OLED screen. <laughs> The reason I think we're going to see this is because in a previous episode in Quick News, we covered how Apple had an agreement with Samsung to purchase a certain number of OLED displays. It's coming up on their new phone season. Based on that agreement, I could see Apple uh, basically purchasing additional display units and putting them in all of their phone lineup uh, this year. Well, I'm not sure if I agree with that, but we'll we'll put it on the board because uh, this is a this is a group board we're doing because uh, personally I couldn't come up with twenty five predictions on my own, uh, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what we got. How many you got left? I'm seeing like five or six. Yeah, I got like four left. So you go throw another one out there. Increased iCloud storage. You think lower the pricing, or I think we'll get more included for free. Is that okay? How much do they include for free now? 100 gigabytes or 50? Five. Five. Okay, never mind. Five. As you can tell, I have been paying for mine 250 gigabytes, I think it is now, for about two years. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Five gigs for free. I think we're going to see that bumped up to match the competition. I think we're going to see 10, maybe. That's still not much, but yeah, I I can see that. uh, Maybe for families. in a similar vein, uh, as they're going to be having these new cameras taking great pictures, I think we're going to get more storage. I think we're going to finally get our first terabyte iPhone. Oh, wow. I hadn't yeah. even thought of that. Well, you got Samsung doing it with both the Note and the S10. It's only fair that Apple does it, and they need some more high-profit, uh, high-margin items to be able to offset how they're going to be having to price the you know, the lower-priced XR or 11R. Uh, to cut you know into the competition so yeah i can see a iphone uh whatever it is pro with one terabyte selling for possibly like 16 1700 that is astronomical their ipads do come with a terabyte so i'd say it's not unreasonable i think and, it... you, and you shoot you shoot more video and stuff with your iphone so you know if it's 4k and you're shooting at great video great photos uh, especially people who have it as their only camera only travel device yeah, having a terabyte is not really unreasonable. Hey, let's put it on the board. Uh, I'll, yep. I'll go with a camera prediction. Speaking of okay. cameras, jumping back to that, along with the triple camera setup, I think the other big thing we basically need to see from Apple 
is better low light performance. That is, yeah, that's the Google uh, Pixel effect coming in there because Apple used to be one of the best, uh, you know, smartphone camera makers. They still are arguably, you know, the top three because mainly because there's not that many smartphone makers, but they have fallen behind, especially to uh, Google's Pixel, Huawei, and uh, now even Samsung coming on strong with their low light ability of uh, Huawei and Pixel. So yeah, that that would be exciting. You think that's going to be mainly software, new sensors? What's it going to be? This is going to be software. I think what we're going to see is Apple taking images with all three cameras and using software to stitch those images together to create a final result with significantly better low light performance than we've seen on previous models. That'll be interesting to see, uh, but exciting and will definitely fall in line with their whole better cameras that this iPhone seems to be focusing on. Uh, I just mentioned Huawei. I think there's gonna be a subtle dig at Huawei and Android and kind of the, you know, the ban, the US ban on Huawei that's been happening and like that whole debacle this is going out there a bit because I feel like this is even for Apple. This is getting a bit into too much into politics and stuff, but I could see them, you know, a couple subtle hints here and there uh, that they're they're you know throwing a shiv into Huawei. Doom, take that, take that. You know, like emphasizing how they're based in the U.S. or stuff like that. No, I don't. I'm I'm actually gonna like full brakes, uh, tap on the brakes, pass this. Yeah, I think we're not gonna be seeing this. I'm gonna. Well, I'm. I'm, passing I'm putting it. it on the board because we need. Hey, I'm making my own board. I'm cutting that oh, square out. Boy. Wow, no, 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 no. All right. Okay, What's here's your next prediction. Here's a fun one Apple Pencil support for iPhone. We talked about possibly losing 3D touch. I could see us getting uh, haptic touch. What, what do they call it for the 10R? You know, that and Apple Pencil support. I'm throwing no, it out there. I I, that's the one I would cut out, though. Because that, that goes against, I mean, Steve Jobs' number one thing was no no pencil for the iPhone. He released it, you know, against the Palm Pilot and other devices at the time, being like, oh, this is the phone that you touch with your fingers, and it's so simple. No, no pencil support. No, 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 no. Get away from me. But you might be right. So, anyways, next thing, next thing I have is reverse wireless charging. Because... They have those uh, wireless AirPods out there with the wireless charging case. Yeah, I think we're going to get the ability to set those down on top of your phone and charge them. Kind of like what AirPower could have done. I, I actually agree with this, and this fits super well into my colored AirPod prediction. Right? Just imagine, Gabe, we have colored AirPods, yeah. beautifully colored matching the iPhones, okay. reverse wireless charging. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see it. I can already see those graphics made up now uh you know you're selecting your combo oh do you want your airpods to match your color and they're sitting right on the apple iphone 11 matching perfectly the color charging wirelessly ah it's With that beautiful free free engraving too yeah the free, have you gotten any of your products engraved my very first uh ipod shuffle was engraved yeah that's i think that was about the last time it was ever cool to get your product apple products engraved yep uh, that that's about right. Moving on to something that I think will be super cool to see. Yeah. Your final prediction, by the way. This is use it carefully. It's better be something you care about. Uh, I mean, this is something I care dearly about. I don't think we're gonna see it 
but I still want to throw it out there because I want it so bad. All right. Almost almost as much as you want your A7S3. And I this is that. of course news about Apple's Mac Pro. I'd love to get confirmation on ship date, pricing, like just let me spec it out. I want to see what it is. Yeah, that that would be good. I and I know you really want that. But I think we're probably going to see that likely in the October event, uh, most likely. Or, or I guess they could do a little like quiet release of like, oh, here it is, finally shipping uh, and price and everything like that. But I think for, for you, it would be better to wait to the October event because then you could also possibly see the new MacBook Pro 16-inch and decide if you want to buy that instead. This is true. I, you know, actually thinking about it now, having that could potentially take away from the iPhone spotlight. These events really are focused on iPhone, Apple Watch, health, all of those things. So I think this will be an iPhone-centric keynote with hints of services sprinkled throughout. And um, there'll be a separate keynote for new hardware, probably October. Yeah, but put it on the board. Uh, this is something that you want. We got to have those spots that we really are rooting for. So my last one is, I think, a pretty easy prediction. Uh, could almost be our free space, but it said it's going to be shipping September 20th. And Gabe, how how did you come up with this date? Did you just throw a dart at a calendar and see I, where I, it landed? Yeah, I pulled up the calendar app on my uh, laptop, threw a dart, and then realized that was a horrible idea. No, uh, pretty much I, I looked online, uh, seemed to be what a lot of people were saying, and it basically just goes off what Apple has done the past, really, I want to say like, seven eight releases it, it's going back forever like tale as old as time the sun will rise tomorrow and apple will announce that you can pre-order the device starting the first friday after and the second friday after they will be shipping and available in stores yeah that's totally absolutely correct that's the way it's been done i love it uh will you be staying up until three in the morning to to place your pre-order for this new iphone uh the friday after what do you mean staying up till i'm already out up at three in the morning usually anyway so oh this will be oh well totally will you normal. choose to be coincidentally awake and decide to place a pre-order uh possibly you know i definitely would want to uh use the apple card to get three percent back or i could use the best buy card to get five percent back though now that i'm thinking about it so could do either one of those i don't know we'll have to see what the releases uh really bringing with it which one of our predictions are right how many of them are right that's kind of going to determine whether or not i want to pre-order it i mean are you just carte blanche, carte blanche pre-ordering this phone yeah i'm i'm absolutely pre like the unboxing videos as just ridiculous as they are perform pretty well people want to see this phone how it works on other networks it's going to be e-sim compatible um so yeah i think i'm i'm basically pulling the trigger on this one i'm going to be grabbing it enjoying that three percent back um and seeing what it's like all right well that is our apple predictions our apple bingo boards uh check them out as we said on our social media uh pinch to zoom pod on twitter pinch to zoom podcast on instagram and yeah play along with us or play along with your friends uh and make your own bingo boards for the apple event if you're going to watch it uh we'll of course have our wrap-up next week on a tuesday coming out uh, talking about the whole Apple event, the iPhones, everything that came out, which one of our predictions were right, how many of them were wrong, most likely. And yeah, so look forward to that. That's pretty much it. I don't know. Do you have anything else, Stetson? I think this is the first time I've written out predictions for a new iPhone release. I'm super excited to see which ones come true, 
which ones were just horribly wrong. Every single and, one. Every single one's wrong. It's like you're punished for writing them out. They don't even release <laughs> a new iPhone. They actually announced we're discontinuing the iPhone line. It's like, no, I cursed it. Hey, that could just be a, a rename, like you mentioned. I'd be interested to see if anyone even gets bingo the with U-phone. the boards we produce. Not the iPhone, the U-phone. Thinking about other people. Yeah. I love it. All right. That's it. Thank you for listening. You can find us on social at Pinch to Zoom Pod and at Pinch to Zoom Podcast. Yeah, I already said those. So thank you for replugging them. Everyone needs to follow them if case you haven't already. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. Still waiting for that A7S III Sony if you're still listening. And we will talk to you uh, next Tuesday, September 10th, for the bonus episode of the new iPhone. Will they have a AI version of Johnny Ive? I think this is what they will have. Wait, because yeah, he's not with the company anymore, right? No, that should have been one of our spaces. They're going to have a 3D hologram double of him pop up like they did for Tupac. And he's going to be like, it's made the best iPhone ever. It's so beautiful. Machined from aluminium. Aluminium.